phenomena. But the subtler your discussion, the subtler your analysis, the less helpful it, is beca it becomes. Such that scientists today really don't think in terms of either or. They don't think in terms of this being right and that being wrong. They've pretty well abandoned all hope of really ever being able to discover definitively what is true with their instruments. All they're interested in doing essentially is finding what will work. Because the subtler our understanding, the more we realize, the more we discover that reality is directional. It is not either or, but it is rather like a magnet. A bar magnet has its north and south polarity. But anywhere you slice that magnet, you will find that it has a north and south polarity. Isn't it so? Because the way that a bar of magnet becomes magnetized is by all the separate molecules being turned in a north-south direction. Each molecule has its north-south polarity. It's a directional flow. Wherever you slice it, it's the same. Right at the very most northern end, you will find a south pole. This is the way the universe is made. This is how our nature is made. And so, it must be understood, and this is another point that you will very rarely find understood among people teaching yoga, that they will say, well, you've got to perfect yourself in this first step of Patanjali before you can go on to the next step. And they use this as an excuse for not practicing meditation, not practicing breathing exercise, not practicing communion with God. It's their excuse saying, well, I haven't yet mastered these. But the truth is that you will not master even the lowest until you've attained the highest. They are a direction and we should try from the very beginning to practice all of those stages and to the very end practice all of those stages and become more and more perfect. For example, one of the principles in this first stage of Patanjali, which is called Yama. Yama means control, which is to say the don'ts of religion, the things you ought not to do. And one of these stages is called Ahimsa. Ahimsa means, as I suppose many of you have heard that word who have read Gandhi's life, for example, non-violence. Many people will say, well, until you're perfectly non-violent, how can you practice meditation? And in a way it's true, until you've attained at least a measure of non-violence, you won't be able to meditate right. Because you'll think that your meditation too is something of uh, storming the gates of heaven with passionate willpower, and you'll be trying in the wrong way with nervous will, it's like trying to go to sleep. As long as you're trying to go to sleep, you never will. The harder you try, the more you toss and turn by a weight. When you finally say, I give up, I'll never get to sleep, and you forget it, suddenly you know it's morning and you've had a good night's rest. So it is that as long as you try to meditate with violent willpower, you won't. So it's true up to a level that until you have mastered Ahimsa, you will not be able, or at least to some extent mastered it, developed it, I should say, you won't be able to meditate at all properly. But you will never be perfect in Ahimsa as long as you think of it only as a sort of a mental quality. Perfect Ahimsa is only possible when you realize that you are everything and everyone in the universe. 
Who can be perfect in Ahimsa? Only one who has attained the highest samadhi, the highest states of samadhi, who knows that he is God, he is Brahman, he is that infinite life which is in everything. And then, how could he hurt even a blade of grass? Oh, but you'll find a master walking and crushing a blade of grass to the ground? Uh, isn't he then hurting it just as much as we do? No. Because he's walking with love. Even that which he crushes is blessed. Isn't that strange? The guru who disciplines his disciples is blessing his disciples. He's not hurting them. Because everything that he does is exuding love, exuding perfection. So it is that when you have attained perfection in these states, everything that you do, even eating, walking and stepping on an ant or something, you bless everything that you touch. When you